And we're back. Christmas special. Oh, we're back. The Christmas pod. Oh, we're back. Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. Mm-hmm. Um, it's December 24th. We're back in the Who's Media studios. Here, Ryan's here. He's actually producing as we speak. He's always plugging stuff in. What is he doing over there? Uh, he's taking cables. He's unplugging things. He's plugging. Th- it looks like he's building a bomb, I actually. feel like he's Will Ferrell's mom who's off screen in old school where he goes, I never know what she's what doing. What is she doing back what is she there? doing over there? Yeah. yeah I don't I know agree. what he's doing. But hey, we sound good every week. So. We do. He, what he's doing is working. It's definitely the, working. The, the bomb hasn't gone off yet that's yeah. the good news the holidays not yet. yeah not yet but that's the holidays it's a christmas eve today yeah and we're breaking down more bowl games now by the way tyler uh we had some good picks from the last pod did we not they were okay yeah, yeah. air force was a big winner though my game of the year yep my, game, my your, your lock mortal lock of the year everyone goatee. put their mortgage on it mm-hmm. and goatee. now they they got to pay off their house thanks to you and you know what's funny we told people to do that but no um, the actual advice was don't oh don't go overboard there's we no should such have. thing i i no. i said go overboard but do it the reason why i said that was it's a human instinct and, and as we today we were here ryan got here a little early we were talking I did the same thing that most people did. I go, why didn't I put more on Air Force? Of course. I love the game. It was more. But the conclusion was, is there, it was a responsible play. There's no such thing as a guaranteed yeah, winner. That's so not what I recommended, though. It was a, <laughs> I told everyone to put everything on it. Uh, well, and if you listen uh, to me, yeah, which it was <laughs> reckless behavior, let's just be honest. You're getting a new house. Yeah, you're, getting, you're, you're paying off the mortgage. <laughs> Things are great right now. Or you just doubled up the mortgage, right? You, uh, you now have that. And now we're going to roll it all over on some games today. There's got to be at least one mortgage-themed bowl today, right? Uh, Well, there usually are mortgage-themed bowls. So we're going to be breaking down the bowl games that start uh, the day after Christmas, Tuesday the 26th, all the way through Wednesday the 27th. All the way. Exactly. (laughs) All the way through. And then we'll be back in studio on Wednesday to uh, record uh, a podcast to to continue the bowl games to start the 28th. But it looks like I don't think we have a mortgage bowl. Wow, that's disappointing. We have a guaranteed rate bowl. Maybe what are people to guaranteed do? rate involved? In, I don't know. But, in but mortgage sounds mortgagey. I know yeah, we're not doing. I know we're not doing mortgage-y. extracurriculars. What a great word. We're just diving right into a football today. But I do have to say this. I think that we're looking at a future that consists of no uh, attorneys, realtors. Because of AI? Well, because just everything. Who needs a real? You don't need a realtor. You really don't. And you know mm. what? Attorneys. But who else is going like, to know- hold the sign with our keys when we sign the ha- when we close exactly, the house? Exactly. Exactly. Do you know why you need attorneys? Because attorneys have made contracts so difficult to read and interpret, right. they need an attorney to Legalese. go through. It's like they've done. Like we don't need attorneys. They've created their own workforce. Yeah, but I, I don't. Or they're going to be like trust so specialized. Chat GPT to get me out of jail. Well, it's so not actually, all just I Chat think, GPT. Yeah, but like even still, if it was like a robot that that's keeping me either free or in in jail, then no. Okay, I want uh, a lawyer. Have you guys heard of the Sphere in Las Vegas? Yes, yes, see? it's awesome. Looks awesome. So so the actual Sphere experience looks, looks very cool. The lobby of the Sphere has robots that respond and talk to you. Oh, that's terrifying. It's very cool. Hmm. So like when you're waiting... What do they look like? They look like uh, silver people. It's very Bicentennial Man slash... uh, What's the one with Will Smith? Yeah, iRobot-ish. It's kind of like that. So one of them, if they get angry, their face turns red and then they start killing people? I saw this this, uh, YouTube video where where this... uh, Someone's like, hey, uh, will you tell my grandson goodnight? And they're like... Hey Joey, your granddad says good night. We hope you get a great night's sleep Ugh. and enjoy. I was like, yeah, we were like, this sick. is weird. That yeah. makes me that makes me want to vomit. It's so gross. Uh, yeah, no. these things look crazy. I don't like it. Yeah, You're looking right? it up right yeah, now. They seriously robots? look from like Minority Report, yeah, Las Vegas, fear robots. I'm yeah. looking it up right now. I don't know now. if these are truly what they look like, but but if that that's the thing, it, it, it definitely looks like some T2 type stuff. Commercial 
robots that are just like in a lobby in Las Vegas can do this. Imagine what like the military's got. Imagine oh, what yeah. their capabilities are. Very true. However, I will say the counterpoint to the inevitable future of robot war versus humans when they decide to become you know sentient and they take over humans it's not looking good for us well it's gonna be fun though because then we all go get to to uh to pick up you know bats and guns and go to war with <laughs> robots and i won't feel anything i won't feel like a psychopathic killer for slaughtering 40 robots okay can, you know? can we can we at least calm down and start here ai robot public defenders can we just start there? Like, not all attorneys, just just the public defenders. I don't know. No, I don't knows. hate it. Yeah, just, you I know. Hate it. I have you been wanna... in need for a public defender before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Probably a lot better than the ones they got exactly. now. Exactly. Interesting. All right. Okay. All right let's, let's Fair go. enough. Let's okay. Um, we, we're starting off. We're going straight into the games. Now, let's plug the Patreon first. First of all, yeah, join Patreon. the Patreon. Well, you know, we, we're, we've got to come out with a few extra things. We're going to do a pod here coming up, a post-Christmas pod for Patreon. And to give a special shout-out to all the Patreon members... Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be giving some extra picks out and a lot coming up soon to say thank you because they've been great this year. If you want to join, uh, five bucks, you can get my power rankings for all these games to wrap college football up. So it's patreon.com slash college football tailgate. Get access now for $5 and you can get power rankings to help you handicap all these games. So Yeah, absolutely. Great way to support the show. So join the Patreon. Okay. Um, first bowl, the quick lane bowl. Mm-hmm. We love quick lane. Love you guys it. ever been to a quick lane? Quick lane. Yeah, of course. I never have. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what Quick Lane does. Is it like a pretty sure lube? It's, no, it's a, I think it's a tax service. Is it really? No. No? no quick Lane? Yeah, quick Maybe lane, I'm, thinking, quick, I'm thinking of QuickBooks. Yeah, quick Lane's like a Jiffy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've quick, never been, uh, do they even have them out here in Colorado? Do I'm they not have sure. Quick Lanes? I'm not sure. Interesting. I think they, uh, the Oklahoma, they have them. But, Life uh, in the Quick Lane. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> the Quick Lane Bowl. It's at Ford Field in Detroit. I was just there, actually, recently, by the way. Sweet. Cool stadium. Um, we have Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Currently, Minnesota three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Tyler, is this a bet for you? Is it, do, you, do you see value in this game? I do not. Over under of 39.5, and, and there has been a little bit of money uh, coming in on the over, so that's moved a bit. But no, um, there has been movement in this, in, in this game overall. I mentioned the total there. A lot of money coming in on Bowling Green, too. They were plus seven. Bowling Green was like a week ago. No way. Yeah, and so there's just been a lot of money as the news has come out that Minnesota, a lot more injuries than we thought. None of these guys are going to be back who were question marks. And a few of these key transfers have said they're not playing, they're moving on. So before all this news, I understand what's happened here because my power rankings, I had Minnesota about five, six points better before all this. But afterwards, I understand the downgrade. I kind of agree with it. And I would say Minnesota's probably closer to two and a half, three. So I actually probably lean Bowling Green. But I'm not going to take a game that I was so late to the party on and give it to the audience when the good play was Bowling Green plus seven or even plus six. Now at three and a half, there's no way I'm taking that. So um, it's not a huge like on Bowling Green thing either. It's much more of a fade of the current Minnesota situation. And I think we'd all agree, seeing Minnesota this year, they weren't nearly what we thought they could have been preseason, and sure. they didn't get as good as they could have on a week-by-week basis. So, you know, Minnesota in general, they've got an interesting future. I think they're one of those teams in the Big Ten that, you know, I mean, look at Indiana a few years ago. Minnesota, like, there's teams that get hot real quick, and then they seem to just sort of regress or fade. And I think Minnesota sort of fits that bill. So this is a make-or-break offseason for Minnesota. Are they really concerned about this bowl game? Do they really want to be here? Does it really mean that much? compared to a Bowling Green team that despite being, uh, uh, let's see, I, I don't have the actual rankings right now. I'll, I'll pull it up in a sec, but... Uh, Seven and five is the record. Yeah, despite uh, being where they are in the, in the power rankings, it's a lean Bowling Green, not oh, a huge player of the way. Sorry, so, yeah. I see. No, I'll pull it up right now, though. 
What do you think of it? Um, I would lean Minnesota. I mean, I think like you look at Bowling Green's stats, like you know they're giving up almost four yards per carry uh, throughout the season in in the rushing game, um, and that's what Minnesota wants to do, right? They want to run the ball now, like. You said it like the line has come down. It's a low total, so this could be one of those ugly bowl games like we saw last night with Utah and, and uh, Northwestern. By the way, just like an ugly you know game with not a lot of offense. I could see this being that type of game, but I just think that even though the MAC is pretty good, I think the difference in like hey Minnesota's been able to do this playing a Big Ten schedule versus you know uh, Bowling Green playing a MAC schedule, uh, especially with that number coming down now, I feel much more confident. So I'd probably lean Minnesota to cover the three and a half points there. Huh. Lean, huh? Mm-hmm. Lean. Did you want to make it a bet? No, I don't want to make this a bet board. I okay. can't. I can't have my bet board, which is tied, by the way. Now I can't have my bet board leaning on on the the prowess of PJ Fleck. <laughs> although I will say he's he has a five and two uh, bowl record. He's pretty good in bowls. Um, but no, it's not going to be a bet board game for me. Okay, but I, would, well, I would lean Minnesota and the Gophers minus some, three and a half. Some news as of just a couple of days ago. Uh, Cole Kramer, uh, the uh, quarterback for Minnesota, is expected to get his first career start. Yeah. Um. So Minnesota, you know, I'm not so sure if that were a bet. I actually may come in on the other side. But as I said, I don't love getting the worst of it. You can't really make a, a habit of that. But uh, so lean on on uh, the uh, the other side here, but no real plays. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we move on to the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Shout out to the first responders. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shout to out. The, yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say shout out to Serve Pro. Oh well, I don't even know what, what is Serve Pro. So they are restoration. They like help with floods, and oh. I think Serve well, Pro is kind of yes. like a subway where you can franchise it out because All I right. used to. When I was in Greeley, Franchise I used to do business your, with the, this liquor store. Response. And this dude who owned a liquor store also owned a serve pro. Like a little serve pro. So it's pro like place. a for profit business that helps like the, in yeah, disasters. So like, yeah, yeah, like when you like float floods. So yeah, you know what their uh, slogan is? Hmm. Serve pro, like it never happened. So they yeah. they'll clean up the bloody mess. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, to the first responders ahead of Serve Pro, the shout out. They the first I think I still want to just give the shout out to the first responders, <laughs> not to Serve Pro, not the for profit help. Um, we have Texas State versus Rice. A mm. couple of of Texas blue bloods, really really big programs in the Texas world. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, of course, at Gerald Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Currently, Texas State is a four and a half point favorite here. We have an over under of fifty nine and a half. Tyler, is this a bet? How many bets do we have from you today, by the way? Not a ton. I'll give a two or three out here, but okay. you know, and, and we may get some bed boards depending on where you where you are with some of these. But uh, let's let's talk about these teams because Rice is all over the place. Uh, you know, they had JT Daniels this year, mm-hmm. and with him early in the season, they were covering spreads, looking very effective on offense. But he actually stopped playing this year due to uh, concussions. So, you know, the backup who's played a little bit, you know, this season, he's looked okay. But this is a new offense, and this is also an offense that uh, this season, despite having JT Daniels and looking pretty good to start the year, they finished 101st FEI offense. And FEI, the all-encapsulating efficiency stat I love to use, that's not a great, you know, statistic to have for an offense that was perception-wise, from my point of view, watching the game's good, or at least a lot better than that. So I don't have a lot of faith in Rice here. Now, here's the thing with Texas State. They are the definition of volatility. Right. I mean, they're all over the place. They, they're they one of the teams, when you when you look it up, they're a certain outlier in, in so many different spots. So I really don't trust them. And both these teams are not good overall. When I bet bowl games, I like to have a team that I can sort of rely on. It reminds me of betting a bad college basketball. Have you, have you guys ever, when's the last time you watched a bad college basketball game? 
Mm, it's been a while. Yeah. It's it's tough to watch. I mean, there's just missed layups and horrible three-pointers. I mean, it looks bad, right? That's kind of what it's like to bet on these bad college football teams because right. you can't rely on anything. And so the FEI ratings overall for these teams, Texas State, 116th overall. Rice, 121st overall. I don't see a ton I love here from either team. Now, I would lean Texas State minus – is it four or four and a half, Will? Uh, four and a half. I'd lean Texas State minus four and a half, but as I said – all over the place with the volatility. And what have we seen so far in bowl games? We've seen a lot of unknown players come in sure. and make an impact. Again, off the air, Ryan and I were talking about this, the uh, uh, the the new teams and the difficulty to handicap bowl games right now because it's tough to project what these guys are going to look like when we haven't seen them at all before. Some come in and look amazing. Others come in and look like they haven't played before, which yep. is kind of more what you know, we'd expect. But I don't know. I have a lot of question marks, and I don't like betting where I have so many things that are unknown. So overall, I lean Texas State, lean Bobcats, go Bobcats, but uh, no bet here for me. Interesting. Yeah, and you mentioned like a lot of times the games will be decided by like kind of no-name players or players we don't know. But this game, interesting, like te- for Texas State and Rice, has some big names. Like, yeah, JT Daniels won't be playing. He, of course, transferred. He was from USC, and then he went to Georgia. Uh, we have TJ Finley as the quarterback for Texas State. He was a former LSU and Auburn quarterback. And uh, Rice also has Luke McCaffrey, like uh, the, the last of the McCaffrey brothers, the last of the Mohicans. Um, he went to Rice? Yeah, he's their, he's their leading wide receiver. He's got great numbers, uh, almost 70 receptions, almost 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. So um, he's, a, he's a Rice wide receiver. And I think he was at like Nebraska somewhere else before that. I can't remember. Okay. But um, there are some big names in this one. I would lean Rice as well. But again, it's not like a super strong play. But if you're just a full-on D-Gen and you want to bet everything, uh, go Texas State minus four and a half, in my opinion. Now, do you go soy sauce on the rice, or do you think that it's too much like salt for... No, not You go soy mean, sauce on the rice? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, depending on the meal, of course. See, well, depending on... Uh, see, I usually like to just like make a big bite. Like, I'll get a little rice, little either orange chicken or sesame chicken, whatever, and like make... So, mm. I usually don't go... Because soy sauce gives it its own flavor. Sure. Then you have to eat it like by itself. That's true. Yeah. It depends on the meal. No doubt about that. Maybe not with like... Orange chicken, I suppose. Or you go uh, fried rice, you know, it's a whole different game. Shrimp fried rice. Oh. A shrimp fried that rice. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we move on. Now we have the guaranteed rate bowl. Um, is this a mortgagey bowl? Did we, deci- did we just decide that? Is this a mortgagey bowl? This one might be mortgagey. Yeah, it I think sounds. A guaranteed rate has to be something related yeah, to mortgage rates, like right? Uh, we have Kansas Rock Chalk Jayhawk versus UNLV, game being played at Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. Currently. The Jayhawks, 13-point favorites oh, here. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Total of 66.5. Tyler, this is this has got to be a stay away from you, right? Or are you betting this? Nope. This is going to be a play. You're We're taking, taking Kansas. UNLV. Oh, let's go. Rock We're Chalk. Kansas. Rock Chalk. Jayhawk, baby. Now, uh, getting a little bit of the tail end here. This has moved money coming in on Kansas, and I totally agree with it for a couple reasons. First off, UNLV, I th- and I think the numbers people are catching up on this too, UNLV was 10-3 and three against the spread this year. They have been a money-making machine, but you look behind the stats, and I think they are very overrated. I've got them overall in my power ranking, 65th, compared to a Kansas team that's 19th, right? But this isn't a regular season game. This comes down to the classic check marks you want to look at in every single bowl game. What's the motivation? What's the prep time? What's the, the travel, the, 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 the stadium? All this, I think, leans toward Kansas being able to win here and pull away. Um 
not a lot of transfers. You know, comp- comparatively, UNLV's got a, a couple key players. Kansas has a couple transfers, nothing that I think is going to be uh, a big deal. But I look at motivation for this game, okay? Kansas wants that exclamation point on their season. I hear the interviews. I hear what all the players and coaches are saying. I love... This is one team I feel like I am tapped in on, what's going on behind the scenes, and I love where their heads are at right now. I don't know if you guys realize this. Kansas hasn't won a bowl game in 15 years. They're talking about that. They are going to show up. So I get a team that is pretty much going to be there uh, in terms of the, the personnel, full motivation, the capability to put points up, and I think a defense that's kind of sneaky good against this UNLV offense, it's a good matchup, right? So overall, I think UNLV a little overrated. Overall, you guys know how much Kansas has crept up my power. 19th overall in my power ratings. That's 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 like not objective. That's a, that's a good number. So we'll take Kansas minus 13. I think we get a very, very motivated team who just keeps it going and wants to finish the season strong, but also use this as a launching point to the offseason and it's next year too. So uh, we'll, we're laying the 13 with the Kansas. Yeah, totally agree. Um, you look, you mentioned they haven't won a bowl game in like what 15 years. However, last year they they did lose their bowl game, but it was a crazy game. They scored, I think, like 55 or 54 points against Arkansas last year, and they lost that game like 55, 54. I think that was the Kansas Bowl. It was Kansas versus Arkansas. <laughs> That's right. It was actually the Liberty Bowl, but I like where your head's at. Kansas versus Arkansas. But yes. again, like I do think Lance Leipold will have this team ready. They're going to score a lot of points. That's their their forte, right? That's how Lance Leipold runs his system. Is uh, a lot of offensive points. However, the only thing that does give me a little bit of pause is that they. Uh, the offensive coordinator, I don't know how you pronounce it, it's Andy Kotelnecki or something like that. He left. He's now uh, He took the offensive coordinator job at Penn State, so he won't be there to call the plays. But, again, I still think it's more of like a Lance Leipold thing. Um, Leipold you know, Butterstotch. Exactly. So, um, well, And we, we should let everyone know Jason Bean's still going to start a quarterback for yep. Kansas. But you know one thing I've said all season long, and I truly believe this, Lance Leipold is one of those coaches where he is so plug-and-play. He's a coach where he's got the Xbox controller, right? He's got the Xbox controller. It doesn't really matter his personnel. He's going to do a good job. So um, the exact antithesis of uh, Matt Campbell, right, to where he's Mm. got the players. Well, Brock, what do you do with Brock Purdy, who's, you know, now looking how he does in the NFL. So Going to win the MVP, Yeah, so so Noah, I think Leipold Butterstotch is... Can't afford Christmas presents, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, rock chalk. Okay, rock chalk. I'm on the same side. Minus 13 points. We love it. Uh, we move on to the Wednesday games, December 27th, two days post-Christmas. Post-haste. Um, yep. Uh, it's It'll be uh, the year zero, two days PC, as they say. So this is about the time, the 27th is about the time where I stop watching my Christmas episodes, because I think it's still applicable day after Christmas. Sure. sure. It's still applicable. 27th? You got to turn the page. You yeah, can't you're, watch it, the Christmas We're in summer episodes. mode already by then. Yep. <laughs> Incredible. Springtime in the Rockies. <laughs> We've got the Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com. I don't know what. Do you, I, I, here's what I assume GoBowling.com is, just so you can rent lanes and shoes at any bowling place, but I don't know what it is. What's what's go the advantage bowling. of GoBowling.com? Uh Find a center. It's just a so they probably bought up a bunch of lanes, right? You know, they, they're they're monopolizing bowling in America. Is it that hard to just go to a bowling alley? Yeah, and I didn't find think lanes? it was that popular. Like, what is there a real need for gobowling.com? <laughs> you know, I'm glad uh, bowling faded because I was never great at bowling. Mm. That's one thing. Uh, That's interesting. Thing. I think bowling, though. I think the new modern day bowling is uh, what's the new paddle ball? Uh, pickleball. I think pickleball sure. is going to fade faster than a cheap T-shirt. I, I mean, don't know. It's so popular. I don't know that people are going to give it. It's not like roller skating, yeah, amongst, in my it's opinion. Tr- it's popular, I think, amongst 
you know the sixty, the sixty-five plus. Demographic it's growing in our demographic. No, just the yeah, just the, just the Gen bros. Xers and and millennials are making up a huge population of picklers. No, I think I think it's a red. I believe flag. they actually call them dingers. I think it's a red flag. <laughs> or sorry, dinkers. A, a dinkers. Dinkers is the term for someone who pickleballs. It's a red if flag. you dink. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I haven't tried it, but I think I'd have fun. Um, okay, we got the the military bowl. We have Virginia Tech versus Tulane here. A six and six Virginia Tech versus an eleven and two Tulane team. Mm. This is played at the uh, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. And Virginia Tech, as the six and six team, is a ten and a half point favorite here over mm. Tulane. Tyler, tell me why we have an eleven and two team that's a, almost an eleven point underdog to a six and six ACC team. So real quick, uh, in Annapolis, it's going to be 55, 90% chance of rain. Ooh, so wet gonna game. Going to be rainy, going to be sloppy. I love a nice sloppy Joe. Um, when's the last time you guys had a sloppy Joe? It's been quite a while. Yeah, me too. Pretty frequent know. for me. Um, the wow. reason why this this bowl is what it is, uh, Tulane is missing a ton. Um, they're, I mean, we're talking best receiver, tight end. Uh, their head coach, Willie Fritz, is on his way out. Yeah. Um, quarterback Michael Pratt is he's getting ready for the NFL draft so this is a brand new team and you know despite some of the power ratings I had these teams closer than a lot of people or despite the record I should say I had these teams a lot closer than many people would have thought based on uh, the the perception of these teams so I think the Virginia Tech's actually a lot better than people think they look like they're ready to go this game uh, Chris Brazell and uh, their corner really good cornerback um his name is slipping my mind here. I think I have him in my notes, actually. Let's see. Here. For who? Virginia. Derek Dantine. Ooh. Mm, get Dantine the canteen. Double D, Derek Dantine. Is it Dantine or canteen? I don't oh, know. I don't know. You told. You just said it. Is this well, for Virginia Tech or for Tulane? No, this is for uh, VT. It's canteen. Canteen. Damn it. I, I knew it wasn't double D. That's a cool name, though. He's canteen. Derek he canteen. carries the water, baby. Well, but, but look, apparently he's been one of their anchor guys on defense all year, and he's supposed to play. So that's my point is – is they're both transferring, but they're both playing. I think okay. I, there's just a lot of good news coming out from Virginia Tech. They've been training up this year, so I would actually probably lean with the favorite here. That's why it is what it is. Brand new team in Tulane. You know they got a new head coach coming in though. It's uh, it's it's a lot going on for Tulane. I wonder how focused they are right now. The green so, wave, baby. Yeah, I mean I'd lean Virginia Tech here. I don't really love either side, but. A uh, ton move, a ton going on with with the Green Wave, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Uh, they seem focused. The Hokies do. Tough for me to get that one. out. I've had a lot of coffee this morning. Annapolis is also very close. Like that's if you're going to give you know a non home field home field advantage, it's got to go to Virginia Tech. There's going to be way more Virginia the Tech fans in the Annapolis, Maryland area. N H F H F A. Yes. Yep. There you go. <laughs> non home field home field advantage. <laughs> that was great on the fly. Um, the one thing that concerns me is. Ten and a half, and I get it. Like, where is Tulane going to score their points from with all these guys out? The total is only like forty-four and a half. Well, points. and the slop fest. That's and what's also fest. keeping me off this. Yeah, but like, yeah, the total is only forty-four and a half, and it's a ten and a half point spread. I don't love that. If I was going to bet this, I'd probably lean Tulane plus ten and a half, but not enough to make it a bet board game. Tyler, right, very all sorry. Right, all right. Uh, we move on to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Woo-hoo. This is actually I was a Duke's Mayo Bowl hater or uh, for when it first came out, and now I feel like. It's become a great college football tradition. Really? It's the mayo bath. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they throw the, oh, the Gatorade uh, thing. I mean, that's definitely disgusting. It. But it's becoming kind of a fun college football tradition where right. now I'm, I've come around on the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And also Duke's Mayo is delicious mayo if you've agree never tried it. Agree and agree on both those counts. And I do have a pick here. 
North Carolina versus West Virginia. Old school Big East rivals, by the way. Old school. This is fun. These teams used to play each other uh, all Old the time school. back in the day. This game, of course, at Bank of America Stadium, Bank of America Stadium, excuse me, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, bit of a home field advantage here for the Tar Heels. What are we looking like for some weather, Ryan? Uh, looks like it's supposed to be nice. I uh, got 66 Ooh. degrees. Ooh, Love perfect that. football weather. Love West that. Virginia, a six and a half point favorite here against North Carolina. Now, Tyler, I'm assuming this is because Drake May is is uh, declaring for the draft. He's prepping. He's not going to be playing. Uh, Drake may not play. <laughs> nice. Yes. More yes. like won't be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, six and a half point favorites. What's your pick here? My pick is Virginia, uh, West Virginia minus six and a half. The Mountaineers, baby. The Mountaineers, baby. All right. Now, uh, Drake May going to miss the game, like we'll mention, but they're also going to miss uh, their wide receiver, Tez Walker, yep. uh, two offensive linemen, specifically their center, Corey uh, Gaynor, had 912 snaps this year, two, uh, two key linebackers, a defensive lineman. And uh, by the way, those are just the opt-outs. Uh, opt uh, they're missing two more uh, cornerbacks who are going to play to the transfer portal. And I always wonder, when you're transferring but going to play, where's your head at? Not, not uh, necessarily sure with that. Two receivers and one tight end also transferring in there up in the air if they're going to play. So they're just missing so much, UNC is, especially on the offensive side there. Line, special pl- uh, uh, the uh, special players on the outside. Sure. The, uh, what do we uh, – Skills? Skills skill players. Skill positions. There we go. The yes. skill players. The special players on the outside. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the special teams players. Skill position players on the outside. I mean, really, this is going to be a new team. You yeah. know, the one same thing is going to be their jerseys and helmets, but uh, I don't trust what we're going to see. I think that Mac Brown, <sighs> stay focused, Tyler. I think he's checked out this year. I don't think he's going to be real dialed in on this game. He's looking to recruit, replace these players. He's looking to build on this year, really keep the meat on that bone and head into next season with a full plate. So uh, I think that he's uh, I think that uh, he's not going to be very focused. Now let's get to West Virginia. Now wait, okay. counterpoint, really quickly. Yes. If 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 we're going to go on the the line of this is classic Tyler ripping on Mac Brown. No, 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 no. What wouldn't are we wouldn't about? he wouldn't he want to no, win this game to get a mayo bath so he can just drink it as it falls on his head? I don't know. Wouldn't what that you're be a motivational about. factor? I'm using euphemism. You said here. you wanted a full plate. If they look at that. No pun intended. Then that—that's a common phrase. Uh, it gets thrown around all the time. Doing. I know no, what you're doing. I don't know what you're talking. Okay, about. back to West Virginia. Yeah, to West Virginia. They're missing a couple pieces. Nothing that's going to shock me. Now, when you look on paper, oh my gosh, they're missing a, a running back and a receiver. Okay, the running back and receiver total up to about 300 snaps. Cornerback uh, Andrew Wilson Lamp, he played 63 snaps. They're missing a safety. He played 150 snaps. It's like they're not missing that much. I think. Yeah. On either offense or defense. They're ready to go. Neil Brown, when I say they're ready to go, Neil Brown has been talking about the rejuvenation. He's been talking about um, the change, the the feeling in this program. I think they want to finish on a very strong note. Remember last year? He was one of the coaches on the hot seat, right? And now they go eight and four this year. He's brought back. There's the the, the ads are talking about the he, he's being back now. He supposedly has more money to work with for what he's trying to do within mm-hmm. the program. It's all good with West Virginia. A lot of players are playing. They want to end the season on a high note, and they're getting North Carolina, who I mean, a new team. I think they're all going to be distracted. You know, I heard. Well, I'm not even going to say that. Uh, yeah, we're going to go West Virginia minus six and a half. I cut myself off, Will. He cut himself off. You don't want to say it, or she don't want to sneak it in there. No, I'm not going to sneak it in there. I just, I, the one thing is, as a North Carolina fan, you just hope that 
because uh, I think the team is staying at the Holiday Inn where they mm. do serve the uh, hot and ready breakfast in the morning. Yeah, we I love just that. hope there's Tyler enough to loves go around. That breakfast. I just hope there's enough to go that's around. So that's yeah. so. All right, mean. Will, uh, you're up. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I just say that because I stayed there once and it seemed like they ran out a little, a little quick. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I just want to make sure a, these teams can. These teams are, you know, a lot of players. No doubt, no doubt. That that was the joke for sure. Of course. Um, uh, I mean, look. I, I, all the signs point to West Virginia. Again, this is when, like, my gut would say, like, bet North Carolina blindly. However, it, I'm not going to do it. It won't be a bet board. I think you're probably right. I think, I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong about West, West Virginia going into the year. I really thought that, that the wheels would come off. Um, they've been a very impressive team all year long. So I will also take the Mountaineers minus six and a half, Tyler. Well, that's disappointing. We move on to the DirecTV Holiday Bowl. We love this. The Holiday Bowl. Now, I hate this as a college football fan. They're playing the game at Petco Park. Football games in baseball stadiums should be against the law. I feel like if you suggest that as an idea, you should be thrown in the gulag. I'm very... But do we know why that happened in the first place? Well, they don't have a football stadium. I mean, I, I guess San Diego State has a football stadium, and, and the Holiday Bowl is always in San, San Diego. Um, but it just pisses me off. I hate that. I really... It, it's, it looks ugly. It's bad for the fans. There's all kinds of like front row seats that are fucking 30 yards away from yeah, the field. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the view is bad. Yeah, yeah. it's awful, yeah. and it the, looks uh, like shit. The Kansas-UNLV game is actually on uh, Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. Is that where that is? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. okay. Well, fuck that too then. Yeah, I'm very correct. upset. Got a couple of them. Um, Louisville versus South Carolina, or, or uh, <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> Goodness gracious. USC. Now 10-3 Louisville, 7-5 and Southern Cal. Currently... The Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites here. Do we know if Caleb Williams is playing? Like I know it was like the the report early on was like it's he's going to be a game time decision. No, he's he, uh, opt out. He's opted out. Yep. Okay, so he is going to prepare for the draft. So no, it, uh, it's supposed to be Miller Moss who's going to get to the uh, start the started quarterbacks. So. Yeah, because Malachi uh, Nelson, the five star guy who committed to Southern Cal, is transferring out as well. So he's out. We have an exodus of players transferring out of Southern Cal. Miller Moss career stats. Uh, let's see here. Sounds like Miller Moth. He does. Miller Moss. Well, uh, is there any relation to uh, Randy? Because if that's no. the case, then all no. my money's going on Southern Cal. No, he looks Bummer. wider than me. Uh, <laughs> this year, he's got 309 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Last yeah. year, he was 12 of 14, one touchdown, 159 yards in his uh, one game. So Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Miller, I, I think Miller you Moss. look at the, the, the Trojans team. I, I Again, I, I think the hires they've made on the defensive side of things have been better looking towards the future for, for Lincoln Rally and his staff. I think that bringing in the – they brought in the head coach from, like, North Dakota State or something like that. I can't remember. He's a FBS – or FCS, excuse me, head coach, who's now going to run the defense for uh, for the Trojans uh, going into next year. But that doesn't start yet. I think right now things, again, feel bad for the Trojans. They don't want to go and play a game in San Diego in a baseball stadium. Like This is a disappointing thing for, the, for that whole locker room, knowing what the expectations were before the year. And then you look at Louisville, 10-3, and three, like all positives for Jeff Brom in his first year. I like Louisville to cover the 7.5 points, Tyler. Yeah, this one's really interesting because uh, obviously USC is missing a ton. I've got Louisville, yeah, after all the adjustments, about seven points better. Okay. So I don't really love this because I don't have a huge lean either way. Um, Louisville is missing their two best offensive players, so we can't ignore that. They're missing uh, Jawar Jordan, their running back, and Jamari Tr- uh, Thrash, their uh, wide receiver. And a lot of people say that you know PFF agrees, a lot of the scouts agree, those are probably the two best offensive players. Um, 
edge defender Cameron Wilson, edge defender Raheem Craig, linebacker Jackson Hamilton, and safety Josh Minkins are all transferring as well. So some things to note there for Louisville, but there's a reason why the current spread is what it is. And we talked about, you know, maybe UNC being not that focused, focus, you know, on the bull, looking for uh, transfers, recruits next year. That's how I think USC is right now. I, I believe Lincoln Riley is sort of in this uh, panicking mode in his career. He was the hottest thing to go to the NFL about oh, yeah. a year ago. I think that's really died down. I don't think that's going to happen. He needs another good season at USC. He's losing some of that momentum, and I believe he realized that that defense was so bad. It's, he's got to do so much this offseason. USC is one of those teams that they're going to compete next year in the Big Ten next year, right? That starts next season. They, they need to do a ton to flip things over and change the, that culture in one year. I think he could care less about this game. So for that reason, I'd lean Louisville, but the 7.5 seems accurate. And uh, yeah, not not a ton else there. So look, Miller Moss wants to put on a good show. You know, I mean, Lincoln Riley, well, it's funny because when we say, yeah, Lincoln Riley probably focused on the offseason, probably wants to get to next year. That doesn't mean he's going to be you know, laying down on a on a recliner, sipping a Mai Tai, watching things happen. He's going to be calling plays. He's going to want to win the game. The whole point is, do you put in that extra 15 minutes at night, you know, getting things ready? You're going to put in those extra plays? I don't think so. And that materializes itself in these bowl games. So I could see a path to USC actually surprising us. And we all go, wow, USC, look, where that come from? So I could see that. So for that, for that reason... I'm not making it a bet, but I would certainly lean Louisville for the reasons I just laid out. So Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm on the same page here. Uh, Louisville minus the 7.5 points. So I've given two bets out so far, Okay, and I'm giving a third to, to uh, wrap things up. I have a feeling I know which way you're betting. We have the, tex- the Tax Act Texas Bowl being played at NRG Stadium. In, en- energy, isn't that funny? NRG. Hmm. Uh, in Houston, Texas. Uh, Texas A&M, the Aggies, the two-point favorites over... The Oklahoma State Cowboys, the 9-4 Cowboys, coming in as underdogs to the 7-5 Texas A&M team that doesn't have Jimbo Fisher. Uh, they bring in Mike Elko, but of course, you know, Mike Elko will not be coaching this game. We have an interim head coach. Uh, I think Elijah Robinson is the guy who's going to be coaching for A&M. Uh, players out, right? Max Johnson transferring out. We have a ton of players transferring out for Texas A&M. Seems like we have much more continuity on the Oklahoma State side. And that's why I think Tyler's going to be taking the Cowboys. Are you taking Oklahoma State plus two, Tyler? We're taking Oklahoma State plus two. We're uh, going to make that our third and final best bet of today's podcast. Like Will mentioned, you know, he kind of laid it out right there. Aside from Jaden Bray, I don't see a ton, right? Uh, Jaden Bray, wide receiver for Oklahoma State. I don't see a ton to be upset with looking at this team if you're a fan of the Cowboys heading into bowl season. We've got, as we've talked about before, I think one of the better coaches with time, if he cares, and I think that Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State want to end the season on a uh, a, a real strong note here. And we'll mention A&M losing a lot. Let's talk about who they're missing. Uh, these are transfer portal uh, individuals, quarterback Max Johnson, wide receiver Evan Stewart, wide receiver Raymond uh, uh, Cottrell. Mm-hmm. Cottrell, he only had 21 snaps this year. Tight end Jake Johnson. Is it uh, Jake Johnson or Jacques Johnson? I think it's the first one. Okay. Well, with <laughs> some of these pronunciations. Anyway, uh, offensive lineman Chase Bit- uh, Bintois, offensive lineman Remington Strickland, <laughs> defensive lineman Walter Nolan, edge defender Fetal Diggs, cornerback Tyree Chapel, 
uh, cornerback, Deuce Harmon. Cornerback, Kent uh, Robinson. Safety, Brian Anderson. Safety, Jordan Gilbert. And then the opt-outs, wide receiver, uh, uh, Anaya Smith. Offensive guard, Layden Robinson. Defensive lineman, McKinley Jackson. And linebacker, Edron Cooper. My God, that was a long list of players. So all of them are going to be out. Not to mention, we know the coaching mix-up. We know the... That's enough right there. Right. You give me a coach who has never done this before, except for a couple games a season as an interim against this Oklahoma State staff, and I'll take Oklahoma State. You give me all those players missing for A&M, and I'll take Oklahoma State. You give me my power ratings, which say this is a clear play in the first place, and I'll take the Cowboys. Everything seems to add up here to where I believe Oklahoma State is a good play. And also, if anyone out there wants to uh, be uh, – look, you're past Christmas. You can start being naughty again, right? If a lot of these games are past Christmas. So if you want to start making be some naughty. bets – well. We know teasing games of college football is a little bit on the naughty list, right? If you want to, though, Oklahoma State from plus two to plus eight, pretty good option here, uh, I believe. So we'll take Oklahoma State, the Pokes, plus two. Will, just jump in. You know you want one bet board game for the audience. I do kind of want for the a bet audience. board game. Um, You're t- you get an A&M. They're still A&M. Yeah, but look, they, they, they the don't even have there. Bobby Petrino to call the plays. Now, the guy who's going to start for Texas A&M at quarterback, uh, Jalen Henderson, He's got some solid stats. I mean, like he's completing like 67% of his passes. He's got solid touchdown to interception ratio this year. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I think the line opened at like four and a half or five, and it's since come down. It's even available one and a half in some places. Um, man, I mean, I, it would be so fitting for me to take a bet board game against you <laughs> and against Oklahoma State for, yes, sure for a bet board game here. Just I do really it. don't like that. That you have the mass exodus. Look, this is the the nightcap. This is going to be what uh, uh, four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock Eastern, the twenty seventh. No, it's seven. It's nine p.m. Eastern. It's seven oh, o'clock. Oh, this is just this, for Mountain this Time. This is the late late game. So usually a website is just p- for Mountain Time. This is seven o'clock. So I just assume yeah, it's, it's local. Yeah, that's, oh, so that, that's, that's our, not so. Uh, this so, is a late late kick. Oh, I love this. That's prime time. Exactly. Six o'clock uh, Pacific, nine Eastern. You can settle in <clears> on the twenty seventh. It is the Texas Bowl. Can have some maybe so some I leftovers. So I think I'm going to take the Texas A&M Aggies for the Texas Bowl to cover the two points. Oh, We're riding with the Aggies. Gig em, oh. as they say. Gig em. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to be saying gag em come next week. I think that you can still limit Ryan, the, the Oklahoma State offense. that one? <laughs> Sorry. I think you can <laughs> limit the Oklahoma State offense, again, just by focusing so much on, on the run game, I don't have faith enough in Alan Bowman to be the, like, the guy that wins the game for you. Even with all the stuff that that you know that is bad for Texas A&M. They're losing a lot of players, including on the defensive side, which is their strength. I still think there's enough there for uh, for A&M to to hang, to keep this game close and be able to run the ball in Oklahoma State. At least we get a bet board game in. We got a bet board game. Get something in. If I get this bet board win, boy, am I going to feel amazing heading into the, to the rest of the bowl games that we break down on Wednesday. So uh, follow the Patreon we mentioned earlier, Patreon.com/slash College Ball Tailgate. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod, and we'll see you Wednesday. <laughs>